Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. So, Catherine, it's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Okay, before we get started with your introduction, you know, the essence of this show is to um, invite triumphant guests like you, guests who have um, passed through one challenges or another and they came out of it triumphantly. Why watch that? Yeah, because we are so much concerned about the development of our listeners. So we believe that by sharing knowledge, they can get to live a transformed life. Maybe someone might be stuck in a situation. So inviting someone who's passed through that situation and came out of it triumphantly, it's actually going to help them develop in every areas, not just the spiritual part, but in every areas. So within the next 20 minutes, Kathleen, can you talk to us about your story, the challenges that you faced, how you came out of it triumphantly? Let's get started. Absolutely. There are a couple different pivotal moments in my own life that I can talk about where I have seen victory. So one route is going to be on the professional side. So when I was younger, I had a lot of concerns around my direction and my self-worth and my purpose. Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? I think a lot of us can resonate with that. And it was over time after exploring and pivoting quite a bit through my career that I was able to find a good place to settle in. So right now I'm a software engineer and I also run a nonprofit. And both of those were born out of passions, right? And pursuing pursuing your passion. So it's always good for people to think about what resonates the most with you, with your purpose, with your vision, what really speaks to your heart. And so I did a lot of reflection on what did I want to do as a kid? What did people say that I was good at? I was always getting feedback and it may seem boastful and I apologize, I don't mean to, but the feedback was always saying, you could be the next Oprah, you could be the next Tony Robbins. And so when I think about that, Well, what skills are people alluding to? It's the ability to lead. It's the ability to have a vision. It's the ability to communicate and to help others transform their lives. And so that channeled into forming a nonprofit for myself where, um, or for myself, it channeled into forming a nonprofit. So that way I could help other high school students who um, were struggling with intergenerational trauma. Now I'm no longer in school, um, but we've been operating for eight years and Really, I think if anyone is struggling out there with finding their own way, their direction, it's doing that internal work. It's developing that emotional intelligence and that self-awareness and asking those hard questions. What do I like doing? What do I not like doing? 
What have I gotten feedback on either positively or negatively? Rather than asking how can I make the most money or what can I do with my degree, if you have one, it's more about understanding what drives you within. Now, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. Doing the things that I've done has been hard. It's had its challenging moments, but it's so nice to, on the day-to-day, feel satisfied with what I'm doing. So that's the career piece where I've seen a lot of success. Um, And then there's the interpersonal piece as well. So when I was young, I had a pretty average childhood, nothing too crazy. But even within that, when you experience family dysfunction, which I think we all do, when you experience neglect, when you experience, uh, for me, it was a bit of emotional abuse. Um, those things can wear on you and it can be hard to find yourself. It can be hard to feel confident about yourself in life. And when my parents divorced at age 13, my issues were mostly with my dad. And so I told my dad, you don't get to be in my life anymore. And so we didn't see each other for 13 years until I was 26. And it was during that time that I did a lot of work. There was a lot of pain that I had to feel, a lot of crying, a lot of therapy sessions, a lot of book reading. Now, where I was in life then, I was very much into self-help books and um, thinking that I could figure it out on my own. And there was a lot of value that came from that. But what really changed is in this past year, um, when I, for me personally, I accepted Jesus Christ and I became a Christian. And that was something that changed absolutely everything in terms of understanding that I'm loved no matter what and being able to have that self-worth, knowing what is my actual purpose here on this, this earth? What is the story that is being played out? So those things really changed a lot internally and allowed me to go back and forgive, to experience redemption, to restore that relationship. So it was a hard 13 years of not having, you know, a parent who is there. They want to be part, they want to be alive, but you're just having these struggles and having to experience that distance and then eventually coming back together. It was a tough period, but um for me doing that inner work and then of course my faith made a huge difference. That's so good. Okay. Can you talk um about how Christ found you. Would you like to talk about that? How did it happen? Absolutely. I can do that. So when I asked my dad to leave my life, I was very much driven by significance. I wanted attention. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be heard. We know that basically all humans have those needs, right? We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be loved. And that shows up sometimes our ego, sometimes seeking significance, sometimes trying to accomplish different things. And for me, that's what it was. I had this extreme ambition. Maybe you can call it type A personality where it was, I'm going to excel in school. I'm going to do the sports. I'm going to do the clubs. I'm going to start companies, which I did. Um, Some of them worked out. Some of them didn't. But it was just 10 years of go, 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 go. I was always in school. You know, I have multiple degrees. All of these awards, none of that did anything for me. 
yes, it's great to have a degree. It's great to strive for things. It's great to learn how to work hard. But internally, I still felt empty. I was still searching. And it ended up where I was striving so much that I would work six to seven days a week. I would have 16 hour days amongst all the different projects and the jobs that and degrees, all of that. I was a complete workaholic. I didn't have time for family. I didn't have time for friends and I didn't want it because I felt like my significance was coming from my accomplishments. I felt most loved there. And so that's what I was chasing after. I felt like with relationships, people leave you, people neglect you. That was my thought process. It's inevitable that people are going to leave. So let me just put my energy into something else. It was very unhealthy and it led to um, failed relationships. It led to health issues. And eventually it led to this past year um, in March, actually, of 2023, coming to a place where really I was at the end of myself. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I have read all of the productivity, the self-help, the personal development books. I've gone to all the seminars, you know, I've, I've done all the things I've used all the productivity tools. Like I've tried to journal and meditate and all those kinds of things. And yeah, they help to some degree, but they haven't filled that hole. And I don't have control over my life. I can't figure this out. And I got down on my knees one morning and I was crying and I just gave it over. I said, Lord, I need your help. I can't do this. I don't care if you take my house, if you take my job, if you take my reputation, if you take my money, I don't care. Take it all. I don't want it. I just want you because I can't do this on my own. And it kind of makes me a little bit emotional in this moment, but you know, that is the moment. And I didn't realize it at the time, how powerful that moment was. I didn't grow up up in a Christian space. And so I didn't understand how important, you know, the surrendering, the humility, coming to the Lord and saying, I depend on you. And yet a week later, everything in my life started to change. The desires of my heart changed. Um, my behavior changed, like how I was spending money changed, how I was eating changed, my schedule changed. All of a sudden, I had no resistance to getting enough sleep. I had no resistance to saying no to things. I had no resistance to um, just handing over commitments to other people, delegating tasks. That was a really hard thing for me. All of these things started to change. Um, you know, the Lord asked me to go on a dating fast. And so I'm still in that process. And he said, I want you to just be focused on me for the next year. And so it was a year long dating fast. Uh, and so all of these things started to shift and I had no resistance and they lasted too. And I think that's important because when we try to change things on our own will, sometimes they don't last. Sometimes we yeah. fall back in. You know, we, we pick up the old habit, that kind of thing, but these things have lasted. And so that was, a, I mean, the most incredible thing because I didn't recognize the power of humility until after I noticed things are changing and it's not because of me. Wow. What is going on here? And then you, you go to church and you start talking to people and you realize this is fundamental to the process of becoming a Christian and handing your life over is admitting your dependency. I tell you, that's so correct. You know, because everything becomes new the moment 
um, one has received a new life from Christ Jesus. I tell you, you know, I can also relate to this very, very well because um, before Christ found me, I I was, um, how do I put it? I got this behavior that I knew I shouldn't have. But the moment, okay, I was so addicted to eating food. <laughs> so, but the, the, the moment Christ found me, I just noticed that it stopped. I dare you. I started going on long fasting that my parents were like, were like mm. is this really you? What changed about it? How did you go about it? I said, that's Jesus for you. So I can relate with what you said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I've got a question for you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So very important, very important question. She says, um, how do you or how can one excel in any career you got that yeah so how can anyone excel in any career so i have been i have a background in in business education and what's called human consciousness so it's the study of psychology and um neurodevelopment of the human brain and i've been a teacher i've been a software engineer i ran a nonprofit. so I what I'm saying is I think that I can speak to a decently diverse amount of experiences and the thing that has allowed me to be most successful in all of those areas is my ability to relate and communicate to other people. Mm-hmm. I can't guarantee this but I very much think that my job as a software engineer came from yes some decent engineering skills but really from my communication skills and being able to speak to the importance of culture and teamwork on a team. So for anyone, regardless of what you are trying to do, yes, you need to have some basic skills in it, but anyone can learn anything. And so the more important thing is to demonstrate that you can learn, that you are willing to try, that you are open to feedback, that you will ask questions, that you can say, I don't know, That's a very important one. A lot of people are way too afraid to say, I don't know. But as you get further along in your career, you realize most people don't know anything. You know, there's so many things that we don't know that we're still learning. And so it's okay to not know, right? You don't need to come off as having it all together and being perfect and completely intelligent because we all know that that's not the case. We're all learning things. So have curiosity ask those questions, but then also be able to communicate with people. Be present. There are so many times throughout our day that we'll say, hey, how's it going? Good. Okay. And we move on to the next thing. People don't feel seen and they don't feel heard. If you can make people feel seen and heard because you really are seeing them and hearing them, that's a huge game changer. And you can do that just by slowing down being present. When you ask someone how their day is going, watch their body language. And when they just give that quick, good, say, okay, what's good about it? Or when they say, fine, fine, interesting. Are you okay? Do you want to tell me more? And all of a sudden people perk up because they're like, wait, you're stopping your day to pay attention to me. Wait, you actually care. And now you can connect and bond with people a lot faster. And when they feel like they have a relationship with you, when you formed that relationship, there's so much more you can get done, right? Everything is about people. So it it really doesn't matter what area you're going into. 
that's what I would lean into. And a good way to develop that is, you know, even when you're going to the store and you're talking to the person who is at the register, just slow down and see how they're doing in their day. That's like a very simple, easy moment to practice these skills. You know, I just learned something new. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I've, I've got another question for you. Okay, um, let's say someone walked up to you and say, Kathleen, how can I have a better relationship? How? I, I just, my relationships are always failing and I don't even know how can one have a better relationship? Mm-hmm. What would your response be? So I'll have two responses. One is relationships can be very personal, right? The issues that we're experiencing in relationships are going to differ depending on the people involved, right? So take a look, you know, pick a relationship that matters to you a lot where you're having conflict and start thinking about what's your contribution to the relationship and what's theirs. Are you showing up and always being highly defensive before anything has happened? Are you trying to control that person? Are you being avoidant of conflict or confrontation, right? There's all these different things that you can assess, but generally you want to own whatever your responsibility is in the relationship because we all play a part. How's your mood? How's your attitude? What are you contributing? Listen to the words that you're saying. Are you saying more I statements or more you statements? You do this, you do that versus I don't like it when this happens. I would prefer that. There's all these little subtle things that we can pay attention to, right? And then the other piece is uh, how much does this relationship matter to you? Because there's a lot of relationships where we're just in it for selfish means, right? Where we just want to be friends with that person because they're important and thus all become important, right? Or I just want to buddy up to you because you might be able to get me a promotion or you might introduce me to that girl or that guy or something like that, right? Or you're my parent and I, you know, maybe out of the house, but I still want to buddy up so that way you can give me money every now and then when I need it, right? Rather than having a truly uh, deep and meaningful relationship. Whatever the example is, it's just important to understand what's your own motive. Something that I discovered prior to knowing Christ or really through that process is just how incredibly selfish I was in relationships. I didn't identify myself as someone who was mean, someone who um, would take advantage of others. You know, there wasn't anything incredibly extreme. People would say nice things about me. I got good feedback. But when I really, truly looked at it, I was incredibly selfish. I was loving others because I want them to love me, right? Not because I just love them, regardless of what they give back to me. And so Christ changed all of that for me, where I am slowly learning what does it mean to love people no matter what. And again, like the Holy Spirit will change your heart. And all of a sudden you have this immense ability to just love everybody. It's incredible. Beyond that, there's also things that we have to change too. So a lot more prayer, a lot more forgiveness. Um, Accountability is huge. I realized too that there are so many things in my life I did not want to take responsibility for. Here's an example. I heard that feedback when I was young. You're going to be the next Tony. You're going to be the next Oprah. And I would get really mad 
because I would say, okay, then tell me how I'm supposed to get there. Am I supposed to have this career? Am I supposed to show up at this place? Am I supposed to talk to this person? Like, if you can see that, then you tell me how I'm supposed to get there. And it's sadly only this last year that I realized, wow, I am not taking responsibility for my life. People are saying that because they see good things in me. They see that I have potential if I continue down the path, but they're not they're not proclaiming a certain destination on my life. It is my responsibility to get myself there. And so that's a huge piece of relationships, especially your relationship with yourself. To be able to trust yourself, you need to take accountability for your life and say, what are the things that are not working well? What are the things I'm afraid of? Um, You know, and sometimes they're positive. Some people are afraid of being successful. These are all things to think about and then start owning. And I know it sounds cliche, they say it a lot, but find someone else who you can tell. That was another thing that I discovered in coming to Christ is the power of community. And so now I have friend groups where every single day we send each other a text message. And for us, we talk about, these are things that we wanted to work on. So we talk about like how much money we spent that day. Um, Did we overeat or undereat? How good did we control our tongue? Were we saying nice things or were we, you know, causing drama? Um, how well did we spend our time because we're supposed to steward our resources for the Lord, right? So being able to text each other that every day has changed things so much more rapidly than if we didn't have that community accountability. You know, one thing I love about you is that you're um, explaining in such a way that it is very easy to understand. And I like to say this a lot, I like people who explain in such a way that it's so easy to understand. Not so good. You know, anyone who's going to be listening to this podcast, it is actually going to transform them, I tell you. Okay, to round up with, this is the very last question to round up with. Um, how can one make new um, opportunities? You got that? I am so excited about this question. So for anyone who may not know, I have a podcast and it's called Opportunity Made. The reason why I bring that up is because the very idea you're talking about, opportunity, is one of my favorites. So there is this concept in life where we have to meet certain benchmarks. We have to have certain years of experience. We have to have certain degrees in order to have the opportunity to do something. We need to know someone in order to have the opportunity to talk to someone, right? All of that is true. But when we frame it through this lens of, therefore, I'm a victim and I can't have the life that I want, that's where it becomes troublesome. In reality, and from my experience, I realized that anyone can make any opportunity that they want. It might take them longer. It might require more effort. But in the end, if there's anything in the world that you want to be able to do, you can do it. It's a matter of being courageous and taking those steps. And one of the tools that I love the most is LinkedIn. So that's a social media professional platform. There are now a billion people on this platform. That's one seventh, one eighth of the world is on this platform. Think about the immense opportunity that we have to talk to 
tons of people where you can find out how did they get to where they are, their career path, what are they struggling with in life? What would they do differently? Can you collaborate with them on something? Can they mentor you? How can you give back to them? What do they need help with? How can you serve? Finding volunteer opportunities. I mean, there's so much stuff out there just by connecting with someone and sending them a message and saying, hey, this is why your journey resonates with me. This is what I want to learn. This is how I can help. It's not that hard, right? And and I'm not trying to demean anything, but I'm just trying to explain. It's about being intentional with your life. If there's something that you want, take those small steps, really, but just consistently over time, and you can create any opportunity that that your heart is set on. And especially for you and I, us trying to be obedient to the Lord, if he calls us to something and we say, you know, I don't know how this is going to happen. We know to be obedient. We know to pray about it. And what I think is beautiful is the hurdles are are not that large. And if God's calling us to it, he's going to give us exactly what we need. We just need to go out and find what is that thing, right? We just need to be aware of what has been given to us and then be super intentional in utilizing it, right? Um, so, and I'll just invite anyone who's listening to this show, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, connect with me. Tell me your story. Tell me how I can help. Tell me what you're interested in. It's really that easy. And we can start connecting and creating opportunity and solving problems. That's so good. That's so good. Thank you for that, Kathleen. All right. Thank you for honoring the invite, Kathleen, and coming to bless us with such a um, deep insight and knowledge. I tell you, I am blessed. So thank you so very much. And I know for sure that anyone who is going to be listening to this also, the Holy Spirit is going to transform them and improve them. I know that for sure. Thank you so very much. So that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you for coming, Kathleen. Thank you for Bye-bye. having me. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.